Hi, and welcome to the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life. I'm David Auerbach, CEO and publisher at iPhone Life. Each episode, we bring to you the best apps, top tips, and great gear in the iOS world. David, why don't you tell us about our sponsor? Yeah, today's sponsor is Withings, uh, and they have a wide range of smart health accessories. Uh, and I love their products. They have a smart blood pressure cuff. The one I'm going to tell you about today, though, is their smart scale. Uh, and I've had this since I had I, I literally still own the first model of it. Really? I, I think they're on like their fourth model. But what's so fun about it is that it tracks your weight over time. So I can literally go and look at like my weight patterns for the last four five years in this app. That's wild. Uh, which is really cool to see. And I, I do it every day. And it's like I find a, it's like really valuable to me to see that over time. It also can recognize different users. So like it'll track mine. And then when my partner steps on the scale, it'll track her. But it won't show me hers and mine, her, you know. Uh, and so it's, it's a really useful scale. Uh, so it keeps it private like per user yeah, profile? Yeah. Each okay. user has their own profile. It also can measure your BMI, your body mass index. Uh it can measure your heart rate. It tells me the weather in the morning. <laughs> That's kind of so fun. I like quickly just like get a quick snapshot of a bunch of things. Um, and it's, you know, it looks really sleek and it's pretty affordable. Cool. Is this the one too that tells you if, if other people step on your scale, it'll like give you an alert? Oh, yeah, I did tell you. It doesn't give me an alert. <laughs> That's why I've been like smirking over here. Okay. Yeah. So I, I forgot I told this story last time. What it does is if it doesn't recognize the person. So like... It recognizes me and my I have an account set up for my partner and our son, but I have not set it up for other people. So if somebody comes over to my house and doesn't know this, they'll step on the scale and then there'll be like a section of like unidentified like measurements. <laughs> but like you can often figure it out. <laughs> not that I spend a lot of time figuring this out, but like I had a house cleaner who just had decided that my house was where she would weigh herself every I week. I love this. And so every week I would just get like uh, how much does my house cleaner weigh this week <laughs> notification? <laughs> yeah. So it's very useful. So <laughs> it's very useful. But yeah, if you ever see a smart scale in someone else's home, beware or otherwise, beware because they'll probably know what you weigh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure everyone everyone listening just cringing, thinking of all the times I stepped on scales and I didn't know. I know. Next, we want to tell you about our free daily tip newsletter. If you sign up at iphonelife.com slash daily tips, you'll get a one minute tip that teaches you something cool you can do with your iPhone and you get that in your inbox every day. We highly recommend it. It's a great way to start mastering your iPhone with really no commitment. And let's talk about our favorite tip this week. We have a tip on how to organize the dock on your iPhone mm. or on your iPad. So. Let's first talk about what is your iPhone dock. It's that row of apps along the bottom of your display that's usually, it's like in a little bit of a darker um, background. And this is permanent. So you can swipe through your different app screens to see your different apps and those apps will stay there. So your dock is where you wanna keep all of the apps that you use the most frequently. The phone and messages app are usually gonna wanna be in the dock but you can customize this. So if you tap and hold on an app icon there, then you'll tap edit home screen. And just to real quick, that's a new way of doing it. It used to be, I mean, they've changed it a couple times. It used to be you just tap and hold and the apps to start wiggling. Now, if you tap and hold on an app, it says edit home screen. There was a middle period where you say rearrange apps. So they mm -hmm. keep changing how to do it. So 
this is obviously not just for the dock, but for any time you want to move an app. Now the terminology is edit home screen, which actually I think is a really confusing terminology because sometimes I'm not on my home screen. Yeah, it's weird. Anyways, so yeah, so <laughs> once you hit, uh, sorry, once you tap edit home screen, it was a good caveat. I wasn't meaning to be snarky. Thanks, Your app icons will start wiggling and apps that you can delete will have an X next to it. So if you want to delete an app, you can tap the X mark there. Uh, so phone and messages, of course, you can't delete on your phone. So you want to press and hold once it's wiggling and it'll enlarge and kind of pop out. That lets you know that you're ready to drag and drop it where you want. So that way you can, first of all, you'll have to clear some room in your dock if you want to move different apps into there. So I'm just moving it, pressing and holding my notes app and my Trello app to take them out of the dock onto the home screen. And now I can move in different apps there. So I'm going to put Instagram, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> Make it more accessible I'm like really to me. mesmerized at what apps you're choosing. Can and we... I'll put Chrome down oh, there. Wow. Can we make this the question of the week? What apps do you have in your dock? Yeah, that would be a great question of the week. You can email us at podcast at iphonelife.com and tell us that. I usually have phone messages, notes, and Trello. Yeah, I'm in there. so impressed that you have Trello. Like That seems like such an organized person thing to do. Well, I did it to try to keep up with all of our uh, <laughs> our goals at work. But I have to say that um, I don't use it that much on my phone. I use mm. it more on my desktop. So Instagram so I may, might be here Instagram, to stay. <laughs> Instagram, I just need to delete from my phone or hide somewhere where I can never find it. Um, I have mine pretty hidden. Yeah. Uh, I'll t- here's what I have. I have phone and messages. That seems like a pretty universal. I have Safari and Spotify. Oh, that's... I think I feel pretty good about it. I was yeah. actually just debating the other day whether I should add my podcast app and get rid of Safari, mm. but I don't know. Or get rid... Like, so Spotify, you feel, is there to stay? Spotify is there to stay. How I, come? I li- oh, I listen to a lot of Spotify. I'm one of those people that pretty much always has music playing. Like, whenever I'm, like, doing anything around the house, I'll either have a music or podcast playing. Cool. Yeah, a lot of, like... We spoke to a smartphone addiction person at one point for our <laughs> specialist for our podcast. It was totally just for our podcast. Yeah, asking for a friend. <laughs> and um, what they said is that on your first, on your home screen, it's a good idea to have like aspirational apps, like the apps that you want to be using. So you wouldn't want technically usually to put apps like Instagram on your home screen if you're trying to cut back on that habit or Facebook or something like that. But Spotify is an interesting example of where, yeah, it's not necessarily an app that you're using to become more productive, but it kind of is. And if it's it's an app you want to be using a lot, like why not put it in your dock? Yeah, and I, I like the... Uh... I like the idea of aspirational apps, but also it's like I tend to just optimize for my most used apps. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But I I do take the other half of that advice, which is I have Instagram and Facebook and some of the more addictive apps for me hidden. So I can still get to them, but I have to (laughs) search for them. Although it's sort of amazing how you we become such creatures of habit. Like I had it. Uh, on my third home screen in a folder and I just really mastered this like three finger swipe and then tap that like I knew exactly how to get there it only took me like half a second longer than it would otherwise so (laughs) it hasn't helped me that much but (laughs) um I will say because I feel like this is this tip's an oldie but goodie because I mean the doc's been around since like the original iPhone I caught my partner the other day has Apple Music on her dock and she doesn't use Apple Music. Oh, she wow. She uses Spotify and I was so disappointed in her. Yeah. I tried to go change it on her behalf and she got mad at me and wouldn't let me. So it's still there? <laughs> it's still there. 
And I still wow. am disappointed in her. <laughs> That's like hard to hard to accept. So take some time. Make sure your doc is correct. Otherwise, <laughs> I'll be disappointed in you. <laughs> All right. Now we want to tell you about our premium educational platform called iPhone Life Insider. If you sign up, you get access to not only video versions of our daily tips that you can follow along with on your iPhone, you also get in-depth guides. We have a library of guides on topics ranging from how to use your iPad or Apple Watch to how to get the most out of your iPhone 11 camera. You also get our full archive of iPhone Life magazine. We've been around for 10 years, so we've got more than 30 back issues you get access to. Also, a premium version of this podcast without any of the promotions like this. And also, ask an editor where you can contact our iPhone experts here and we'll help you find solutions to your tech problems. Real quick, I just want to put in a plug for our guide that's coming out really soon if it's not already out because there's a little bit delayed when we record this and we listen to this, which is our mm-hmm. messages app mm-hmm. guide. We are now doing where this is the first of our apple's built-in app series uh and so we'll walk you through everything about the messages app and there's so many things about the messages app that are either unintuitive or i didn't know and this guide's awesome for that so make sure you check that out if you're already an insider or go subscribe uh and donna can tell you about our new discount yeah so you get 30 percent off your subscription if you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast discount so for your loyalty and for listening to this podcast, you get the special deal. It used to we used to offer five dollars off your uh, your subscription. This is a lot better than that. So go to iPhoneLife.com/slash/podcast/discount <laughs> to claim your deal. And I just wanted to say I'm really excited about this series of we're, we're series of guides we're coming out with. Uh, it's all of Apple's essential apps. We're starting with the Messages app, but you'll soon be able to access guides that tell you all of the features of apps of Apple's apps ranging from the reminders app to calendar to the phone app to make sure you can get them you get the most out of all of these apps you're using every day. There's so many hidden things. For the messages app, we spent a while trying to figure out how to describe the little app section in the messages app because it's like doesn't even have a name and it's like nobody knows how to use it, but it's actually really useful. Yeah. And there's all these apps the app that you drawer. can have app drawers yeah, but is it's actually what it's called. Sorry, it does confusing. have a name. Um, but like there's so many fu- functionality you can do with that and like most people don't use it or they don't get the most out of it. I don't. And so there's a lot of cool things like that in each of Apple's essential apps. And so we're mm-hmm. really excited about it. Now we'll share with you what one of our insider subscribers asked us recently and how we helped them find a solution. On my Apple Watch, can I stop the messages that tell me to breathe and check my <laughs> rings? Sincerely notified. I hate We're that with message you. that tells me to breathe. Every time my Apple Watch tells me to breathe, it has yeah. the opposite effect. Yeah. <laughs> so for the people who don't know, the Apple Watch comes with a pre-installed breathe app that w- walks you through like a short breathing meditation. So it's to help to help release stress and things like that. Which you like, right? Not really. You're I think that it. I think I wasn't I don't get as angry by being asked to breathe but i don't use the app <laughs> I, actually, I probably should yeah clearly i should too i actually appreciate the idea of it it's just a notification reminding me to breathe just feels so over the top I'm like, i know i'm actually it's like a default function of being a human i'm currently breathing thanks <laughs> apple <laughs> yeah so the response to this dear notified you sure can on your iphone so you have to do this on your iphone you open the watch app 
and you make sure you're in the My Watch tab. From there, you tap Notifications. Then you tap Activity, select Notifications Off. If you still want some notifications, so that turns all of your notifications off from any apps to your Apple Watch. I probably wouldn't recommend doing this. I was this. just getting ready to say, I, I love having notifications on my Apple Watch. It's half of why I wear it. So yeah. do that with caution. If you still want some notifications, you can turn off daily coaching instead. So this mm -hmm. is probably what you want. You can also toggle stand reminders off while you're there. Your Apple Watch will remind you to stand every hour. And I like this personally because it's a good thing for your health. Uh, I, I but I guess breathing is also good for your health. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of annoys me because like I most of the time I stand every hour. Uh, when I can't, it's usually like I'm in a car or on an airplane. And when it tells me to stand up and I'm in an airplane, I have a similar reaction. Yeah. <laughs> when it tells me to breathe, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Return. Oh, so for the breathe one, you do something else too. So back in notifications, tap breathe and tap notifications off there too. You should no longer receive notifications for either of those features. So that's that's that. I think it's easy sometimes to just forget that the things that annoy you with your devices are actually avoidable and that you can do something about it. So <laughs> this is a good reminder that going into the settings app uh, allows you to customize these things. I've been much more, because with iOS 13, you can, uh, on your phone, like when you get a notification you don't like, you can just swipe over and uh, manage it from, directly from that notification. Mm. So I've been much more aggressive with turning off notifications and I've been a lot happier. It really, like, it's so nice to just kind of aggressively be like, I don't need this. And you can always go turn it back on if you miss it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing, I think with the Apple Watch, it's a little unintuitive that you have to do all these things from your phone. Yeah. So that's, I mean, some there is a settings app on your Apple Watch, but it only has, like, a few op settings there. Yeah, a lot of the management's on your phone. Yeah. Okay. We'll move on now to our app and gear section. David, do you want to tell us if you do you have an app or an accessory I have to share today? An accessory to share with you. Right. It's actually a CES award winner. It's oh, the cool. MyCharge. Uh, it has a longer name. I'm sorry. <laughs> it it rapidly charges your phone. It's called the MyCharge something. And we'll uh, link to it in the show notes. There you go. iPhoneLife.com/podcast. <laughs> um, it, but they sent me a review unit, so I got a lot of hands-on experience with it. And what I really like about it. It's a very simple product. Basically, it's a portable charger, but they just did a number of things right. Um, and so I've talked about this before, how I'm not a big fan of battery cases. Are you? Do you ever use battery cases? No, because they make your phone bulky, they and I don't want that. They make your phone bulky, and also, I've, I don't think this is a universal experience, but I found for me, they tend to, because they're bulky, your antenna on your phone has to work harder to get reception, and it actually can drain my battery faster than when I have a normal case on. And then, of course, I have a battery, so it makes up for it, but it's just annoying. Yeah. Uh, so instead, what I tend to do is use a portable charger. But what's annoying about that is when I'm traveling then, because usually this is something I use when I'm traveling, I need to bring a cable that connects to charge my portable charger. And then when I'm actually on the go, I need to bring uh, like a lightning cable to to charge it. So then I have like the portable charger and the lightning cable in my pocket. So what this does is it combines all of that into one thing. So it's a portable charger that has a wall charger built into it and it has the lightning cable built into it. 
Um, so it's all in one. You just throw it in your pocket. No cables to no lose cables, or deal with. No cables. And you nice. can, at, when you're traveling, you can actually just use it as your charger. So you don't have to bring cables or adapters with you in general, which mm-hmm. is nice. And the other thing, because I used to have one by, made by Ventev that I liked that did the same thing. But what's really nice about my charge is it rapid charges. So that's a really nice feature for a portable charger to be able mm-hmm. to really quickly get a charge while you're on the go. So I've been really happy with it. Uh, and it also has a USB-C. So in case I know somebody who has an Android phone, I can charge their phone too. <laughs> and you can charge your laptop? I don't know the wattage. You would charge it very, you could charge an iPad very slowly, but you really would want a charger that has more watts i actually have Mm. i talked about this in one of my previous podcasts i have a portable charger for my laptop and my uh ipad it's made by hyper and i love it because it has a 100 watt output so you can actually charge a macbook pro and Um, it was it's like heavier it's still pretty compact for what it is yeah but um but just to clarify too david has a pretty new macbook pro and ipad pro so that's why he needs a USB-C, need a USB-C adapter. A USB-C yeah, yeah, but that cable. is heavy. Like it's kind of um, maybe about the size of a brick, uh, and maybe the weight of a brick. <laughs> it's really nice to travel with and throw in your backpack, but you would never put it in your pocket. Whereas the My Charge is something that's pretty much just for your phone, but it, you can just throw it in your pocket. And so I travel with both, and I've been very happy with my charging abilities while traveling. Cool. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, my app this week is called Word Swag. <laughs> I have a podcast that I do, and I've been trying to get better about promoting it on Instagram. And a lot of what I'm doing is fun things with quotes. And Word Swag is a nice way. Like you don't have to have any graphic design skills, which I have like negative artistic <laughs> eye and, and uh, skills in that area. And there's a free option, but it has a little word swag watermark on it. So I'm, I'm going for the $4.99 a month that lets me add my own logo. And it has a lot of cool backgrounds that you can choose from a lot of awesome fonts. And you can just plug in your quotes and uh, share it to whatever social sharing you want. So I think this is a good use for if you have, uh, if you're like, have a company or a product that you're trying to promote I think it works well for social media for that but I also think it's like just a good app for fun if you are wanting to add any type of text to a photo um, and it makes it easy to do that because you can easily access photos in your own camera roll and apply text to those photos okay but you left out what your podcast is tell tell everyone yeah, yeah okay so my podcast is called thread the needle and actually doing this podcast is what made me like think that it was even possible to do because I was like, oh, podcasts are really fun <laughs> to create. And um, it's somewhat accessible for people. Like it is a decent amount of work, but all you need is like a somewhat decent mic and set up a website and, you know, send it out to Apple Podcasts and um, and you're good to go. So it's a feminist podcast and I do do it monthly. And yeah, you can find me on Instagram and you can see the word <laughs> swag that I've been using. <laughs> or you can find Thread the Needle in the podcast app, right? Yeah, in Apple Podcasts. And now it's on Spotify and Google Podcasts too. Oh my gosh, we're not even on Spotify. I know. <laughs> we need I to actually, get our act together. I was meaning to talk to you about that because it took me like two seconds to yeah, send it to Spotify. We do. we do. Donna's podcast is amazing, by the way. So if you are interested in a feminist podcast, definitely check it out. Thanks, David. Yeah, I listen every time. <laughs> All right, we have a complaints and learning for this this week for you guys too. 
Do you want to go first or should I? Uh, you go first. I have to look mine up. So I actually would like to crowdsource a response to this uh, complaint, to this, to this learning. Okay. Um, I wanted to know whether you think it's socially acceptable to be using Shazam like out in public. I find it to be really embarrassing when a song comes on in a restaurant and you're around people and you like the song to be like pulling out your phone and like trying to like Shazam to figure out what it is. Oh, really? I just feel like it comes off as really dorky, but I do it anyways. But I'm like, should I be embarrassed? Should I not? Should I just Ooh, own it? Interesting. I, I, okay. See, I do Shazam because I feel like a really big dork when I'm like, oh my God, what's this song? I love this song. <laughs> so I'd rather not ask. And so I'll just like secretly Shazam in the corner. So I guess I do kind of do it covertly. Yeah, I feel like there's something that seems not cool about doing it openly. Like you should just know good music. Yeah, but that's why, that's to me, that's why I love Shazam is because I can secretly do it. And yeah. then I can be like, oh, I love this band. <laughs> yeah, so Shazam, for those of you who don't know, yeah, is call. an app that lets you you like tap a button if a music if a song is playing and it will listen and tell you what the song is and then you can go and open it in um, Spotify or Apple Music or Pandora wherever you listen to music which is an awesome app it's been around for a long time uh, I still use it and I have added it to my today view so all I have to do is swipe over into my today view and oh. the button will be right there so I can tap I to start listening, that. which is really nice. Also, and this again, I think brings a darkness to a next level. <laughs> Siri can do this. So you can say, hey, Siri, what song is this? Yeah. And it will do this for you. That, And I wonder if it like, does Siri answer out loud too? Because that's embarrassing. Uh, as well. Probably. I have my Siri speaking to me turned off. So it would just show up. But I would have to ask her out loud and. Uh, also, I find for some reason Siri doesn't work as well as Shazam, even though it's using Shazam. I find if I just open up the Shazam app, it's actually faster for me. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't use Siri for this. I really recommend the widget in the Today View. I, I think do that's that. uh, yeah. And a tip I'll give you on that is how you get that. You have to have Shazam downloaded. But once you're in Today View, which you swipe left to right from the home screen to get to and tap Edit at the bottom of Today View, that's where you can choose what shows up there. And you can select the green button next to Shazam to add it to your widgets there. Um, another thing to, that I recommend not doing is if you, if you try to open the song in Spotify or whatever app you want to do, it'll start auto-playing it. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's another level of like, and then it's like blasting the song from your phone. <laughs> but like at a different point than where the song's <laughs> yeah, playing originally. Exactly. So um, the Shazam app will keep a record of everything that you have Shazammed. So it'll be there. You don't have to like go and open it in the other <laughs> app immediately. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Listeners, you can let me know what you think. Is it is it embarrassing to Shazam in public? Should you be trying to do it quietly or just... It's fine and just do it. Email us at podcast at iPhoneLight.com to let us We've know. We've got two questions now. <laughs> what was our first question again? What's in your doc? Oh, yeah. What's in your doc? That's the main question. They're both, they're both valid questions. Yeah. <laughs> I like it's funny because I want to say it's totally not embarrassing, but you're totally right that but I will you hide secretly it. Shazam. Yeah. yeah. Like I'll like actually shield my screen away. I don't know why. It's like similar to like you don't want someone take seeing you take a selfie. It's kind of like that. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or like you don't want somebody to see you like fixing your hair or something. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe these are all things we just need to own. Yeah. Okay. Mine is a. It's a short but sweet one, and I'm glad Sarah isn't with us today because I'm sure that this was a tip at some point, and that I just had forgotten and then relearned it. Um, but 
I have an aversion to QR codes. I'm not a fan. Uh, and it's because I always... We do use them in the magazine. It's true. I kind of like them. <laughs> Most people do. It's yeah. just me. But the main reason why, I, I came around. That's that's the moral of the story. Uh, but like, it's because it used to be that you had to go open up an app to mm-hmm. do it. And it was such a hassle. Like, it just was one step too far. I would have, like, if, if as long as I'm navigating to an app, then I might as well just type in a URL. But I have now learned, and again, I'm sure that this was a tip, but you can do it from the camera app. It's pretty cool. It's yeah. so much faster and so much easier. So I wanted to remind everybody, because I'm sure you all read the tip, but like, as a reminder, when you see a QR code, all you have to do is you, have, you can open up the camera app, which of course you can do from your lock screen. You point it at a QR code, and it'll give you an option to just open that website. So it's a lot faster. Uh, and now I've made my peace with QR codes. <laughs> cool. All right. Thank you all for joining us for this episode of the iPhone Life podcast. We'll see you next time. And if you're an insider, stick around. We've got some bonus content for you. Bye. Bye.